Good morning and a Merry Christmas to you. Today we again use the order of service on page 15 and our opening hymn this Christmas morning is hymn 102, O Come All Ye Faithful, hymn 102.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead, by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For our psalm today, we read Psalm number 98 responsibly. Again, the congregation reading those portions in bold type. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. The Lord hath made known his salvation. With his righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with a harp with the heart and the voice of a song. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth.
Son in the flesh may set us free who are held in the old bondage under the yoke of sin. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Our Old Testament lesson for today is re recorded in the book of Isaiah in chapter 7, beginning at the 10th verse. Moreover, the Lord spake again unto Ahaz, saying, Seek thee, or ask thee, a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will ye weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. Here ends our reading of the Old Testament scriptures. I ask you to please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Yeah. Oh. 
gospel for today is recorded in St. Luke's Gospel in chapter 2, beginning at the 8th verse. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. Here ends our reading of the Holy Gospel. We join in confessing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed, found on page 22 in your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. We continue our worship by singing hymn 109, while shepherds watch their flocks by night.
Again, I ask you to bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, again we pray your Holy Spirit's blessing upon the speaking and the hearing of your word this day, that we might be edified and built up in our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, that we might go and find him in the Holy Scriptures, and that we might worship him and glorify him for the salvation he has won for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Word of God, which we consider today, is the Gospel lesson, which I read to you a few minutes ago. And really what I'm going to share with you today is nothing that we have not already read, but sometimes it's helpful to consider or look more carefully at the words, lest we read over them and miss the promises and the truths that are given to us in the Holy Scriptures. Last night in our gospel lesson, we read about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, how Caesar Augustus issued a decree that all the world should be taxed or registered for taxation purposes, and that as a result, Joseph of Nazareth and his espoused wife, Mary, had to travel to Bethlehem, and while they were there, the days were fulfilled that she should bring forth her son, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger. Our text for today continues on in that same night when our Lord Jesus Christ was born. We read in verse 8, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So we learn from the scriptures that in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds doing what shepherds had done in that region for more than a thousand years. We remember that David kept his father's flocks in the hills, uh, and David was from Bethlehem. And even before that, shepherds roamed these hills, caring for their flocks and herds. And here on this night, nothing unusual, but shepherds were out watching their flocks by night, keeping watch. And it may be hard for us to imagine, but, you know, no streetlights, darkness, We don't know whether the sky was clear or cloudy, but even if it was clear, uh, the starlight, you know, filling the sky, but in darkness, keeping watch over their flocks. And suddenly the angel of the Lord appears to them. An angel which reflects the very glory of God. And so we kind of have the picture of the Old Testament, Shekinah glory, the glory that rested upon the tabernacle, just lights up the sky brighter than the sun. And we consider the message of this angel. Of course, if you and I were there, we too would be terrified. 
the King James tells us that the shepherds were sore afraid, uh, very, very afraid, as any of us would be, to suddenly have the glory of the Lord shining around us in the middle of a dark, dark night. But we look at the message of the angel. It says that the angel said to them, Fear not, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And so this angel had a message of not God's judgment, not doom and destruction, not the moment of their death, but the angel had for them good news, glad tidings. And notice that it is of great joy, not only to the shepherds, but to all people. And so this message, which was proclaimed to the shepherds on that night, was not just for them, but it's for you and for me as well. It is for all people of all times. And what is that message? For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And so in fulfillment of the scriptures, you know, the promise that in Bethlehem of Judea, the ruler over Israel would be born. In fulfillment of those scriptures, to you is born this day, that very day uh, Jesus had been born. And of course, this happens during the night, and yet it says this day. Uh, but we need to remember that Jewish reckoning of time begins at sunset, the day begins. And so this very day, you know, Jesus was born that night, this this very day, a Savior is born, which is Christ the Lord. You know, we're so used to hearing the name Jesus Christ that we often don't think about what Christ means. Christ from is from the Greek. Uh, Christos means the anointed one, and it is used to translate uh, the Hebrew Mashiach, or Messiah, which of course means the anointed one. And so this child who is born this night is the one anointed of God, appointed by God to be the savior of the world. And so this takes us again, as we talked about last night, all the way back to the very beginning, to the promise in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve fell into sin, the promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the promises uh, repeated to David and, and echoed in his Psalms, uh, the promises throughout the Old Testament scriptures that the Messiah is coming who will redeem his people from their sins. And notice who this Messiah is. It is the Lord. You know, in the Greek, this would just be, you know, the kurios, the Lord, which can mean, you know, one who is a Lord or a ruler over you. But we need to remember that in the Greek Septuagint, kurios was used to translate the name of God. And so you didn't have, you know, like we do, Lord in capital letters. Uh, I'm guessing that kurios was probably written in capital letters because everything was written in capital letters. Uh, However, it, you had to understand the scriptures to know that this referred to Yahweh, or Jehovah God. 
And so the words of the angel are not just that, you know, a great ruler has come, but the words of the angel is that this child is the Messiah, Jehovah God or Yahweh God himself come into this world to redeem you. And that, of course, what God had promised he would do, that he would come and visit his people and provide for them salvation. And so this is a promise to the shepherds. It's a promise to you and to me that on that very night, the Savior for us has been born. And it's not just any Savior. It's not a new political ruler, but it is the very Messiah promised of old. It is the Lord God himself come into this world. And as we talked about last night, you know, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. That all things were made by him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word, the eternal Son of God, took on human flesh and blood, became true man, born of the Virgin Mary, in order to redeem you and me and provide salvation for us. Perhaps more in our day than in days past, we need to explain, you know, when it talks about salvation or being saved, what are we being saved from? You know, people talk today about all kinds of things that, you know, God might save us from troubles in life or God might save us from a terrible death or God might save us from inequality. But what it's talking about in the scriptures is that God is saving us from his own judgment. In the same way as the blood smeared upon the doorpost and the lintels of the houses in Egypt when God's angel of death came to carry out his judgment against the Egyptians, in the same way that that blood spared them and saved them from God's judgment, which they too deserved, so the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, when it is upon us, when we trust in him, it saves us from God and his judgment against sin. And so our Lord Jesus Christ would have to be one who would fulfill all the demands of God's law for us and then take our sins upon himself, suffer and die and make atonement. As it says in Isaiah chapter 6, you know, that all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And that's what our Lord Jesus Christ did for us. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Our sins and our iniquities were laid upon him, and he paid the price. And of course, the angel said, This shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And so that's how they would recognize who this child was. And unlike many people today who, when it comes time to celebrate Christmas, say, well, you know, we won't worry about going to church to worship the newborn king. Uh, we won't go to find him, to find out what has happened. We'll just wait, we'll go a little later on, go next Sunday, uh, because we'd rather do other things. We read of the shepherds. Well, first, maybe we should talk about the other angels here. But suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, think about what this must have sounded like. Uh, 
not only do you have one angel shining and reflecting the glory of God, now you have a whole host of angels and they're praising God and saying or singing, as it says here, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So as we sang the glory in Excelsis a little bit earlier, we were actually joining in the psalm, the song of the angels on that first Christmas night. So glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Well, what does this mean? We hear this verse so often at Christmas time, you know, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And people interpret that to mean that, you know, now we have to have a time of peace. We have to show goodwill to each other as though that's what this passage is talking about. But this passage is telling us that our Lord Jesus Christ, by his life and by his death, would establish peace with God. And he would do so by propitiating or satisfying God's just wrath against our sins, so that when we look to him in faith, we have this peace of God. And this goodwill toward men, if Jesus Christ had not come into this world, God could not show anyone mercy. In fact, God could not even really let this world go on. But because Jesus Christ came into the world and fulfilled all God's commandments perfectly in his thoughts, desires, words, and deeds, and then paid the penalty for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world, God reaches out to you and to me and to all the people of this world, offering them grace and mercy and forgiveness in his Son. And so instead of, you know, like we talked about in John 3, verse 17, instead of coming into this world to judge the world, because of Jesus, God reaches out into this world to save the world, to save all who will look to Jesus and his cross and grant to them forgiveness and mercy. Probably pretty significant that this message first went to shepherds, because if you think of the job of shepherds, I had a seminary professor who said they're like the truck drivers of our time, or at least the over-the-road ones. I can relate to that. Because when you are an over-the-road truck driver, you can't go to church on Sunday mornings. People don't appreciate it if you pull into their church parking lot with a 80,000-pound truck and nor are you usually dressed or maybe don't even smell good enough to walk into the church because you may not have been able to get a shower for a few days. Uh, and so, in many ways, they're excluded from going to church and hearing God's word. Well, the shepherds in Old Testament Israel, it was pretty hard for them to observe the Sabbath faithfully, because they still had to wash their sheep, feed them, even on the Sabbath day. And so in some ways, they ended up being Sabbath day breakers. Go to Jerusalem for a week for a festival and just leave your flock. Couldn't do it. 
someone had to stay and watch that flock, even if some were able to go to Jerusalem. And so in many ways, the shepherds were those who could not keep much of the Old Testament worship law. They were somewhat, I guess you could say, the, the, the outcast or the lower, the lower end of the people. And yet, who did God reach out to first? Shepherds. And what did he promise them? Peace through this Christ child. Goodwill. God's mercy and forgiveness through the shed blood of our Lord Jesus. Now that I've gone back, now we can go on where I was about to go a little bit ago. And it says, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another. So it wasn't just one saying, oh, let's go. They were all saying one to another. Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. Again, Lord here is would be kurios, but referring to, you know, the true God, Jehovah God, has made known to us. They wanted to go see it. They didn't delay and wait, you know, until another more convenient time. And they came with haste, so they were hurrying. And when they came, they found Mary, they found Joseph, and they found the babe lying in a manger. But when you read the next verse, they weren't satisfied to just come and find the fulfillment of God's word and find their savior. Because it says, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And again, if you remember, Bethlehem is packed with people because they're all there to register for um, this tax. And so all these people are there, and there are probably others who had no room in the inn and are out there, and they maybe took note of the fact that a child was born, was laying in a manger. And the shepherd said, you see this child laying here in a manger, look like a normal child is born and happens to be because they're out there laying, he's using a manger. An angel appeared to us, the angel of the Lord, his glory shone. And he said that this is good news for all people because unto you this night is born a savior who is Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, Jehovah God himself. And so the shepherds were telling the people there that this child laying here in a manger is God himself coming to this world as our Messiah and Savior. And notice their response. It says, and they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And so they were wondering, and it's just kind of amazing to hear. Some may have believed Some may not have believed, but they were amazed by it. And we read of Mary that she kept all these things 
and pondered them in her heart. And so she considered all these things that were being fulfilled are all in agreement with what the angel told her when the angel Gabriel announced to her that she would conceive and bear a son uh, who would be the highest, God in the highest, who would be the savior of the world. Certainly also an example for us to consider all these things and, and think about what God has done to save you and me. And it also says the shepherds returned. They went back to work, as we all have to go back to work. Uh, maybe not tomorrow, but at least by, probably by Tuesday. But they returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. And so they glorified and praised God for sending his son to be their savior, to bring about peace between God and them through this child. And also for revealing to them that this child was their savior, that God had kept his word and sent his son to be their savior. Now, what does all this say to you and to me? We don't have the, at least I don't think any of us have seen angels to come and tell us who this child is. But we are blessed in that we have the Holy Scriptures, which give us a lot more information than just the message of those angels. And the Holy Scriptures tell us that that child born in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago is none other than the Messiah, God himself in human flesh and blood, and that he came into this world to redeem us, to save us. It tells us that God reaches out to us with the peace that Jesus won for us on the cross. He atoned for all our sins, and God wants us to be at peace with him, and so he reaches out to us with peace and goodwill, with forgiveness, desiring that we acknowledge our sins and look to Jesus and his cross for mercy and forgiveness. And it certainly gives us every reason to dig deeper into the scriptures to, to see what God has done for us, to see the salvation he has provided for us, to learn more and more about it. And it gives us every reason to tell everyone else, you know what this day is all about? It's not about Santa Claus. It's not about giving presents to each other. It's not about family and family dinners. Those things are important. What it's about is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to keep his commandments and to die in our stead, to win for us salvation, that we might look to him in faith and have peace with God, eternal peace with God. God grant to us to take the time to look at what the scriptures say and to trust in the one that God sent, to believe the glad tidings that unto you is born on that day, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. I ask you to please stand.
the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. by bringing forward our offerings. I ask you to please stand and join in the prayers of the church. O thou great and glorious Redeemer, who art wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, we praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, Lamb of God, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, King of kings and Lord of lords, Emmanuel, God with us. For thou art holy, thou art, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. But chiefly at this time we adore thee, for leaving the glory which thou hast with the Father before the world began. We know thy grace, O Lord Jesus Christ, that though thou wast rich, yet for our sakes thou didst become poor, that we through thy poverty might be made rich. We beseech thee by the mystery of thy holy incarnation and nativity, good Lord, deliver us. Thou who didst come that we might have life, 
and was called Jesus, that thou mightest save thy people from their sins. Be gracious unto us and save us. Grant that we, being born again and made the children of God by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit and follow the steps of thy most holy life, ever remembering that thou gavest thyself for us to redeem us from all iniquity and to purify unto thyself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Let the glad tidings which we commemorate this day be made known to all people. May the root which hath sprung out of Jesse send forth branches on the right hand and on the left. And as at thy first coming, thou didst send thy messengers to announce thine advent and to prepare thy way before thee, we beseech thee that the ministers and stewards of thy mystery, mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world, we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight through faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated as we continue our worship by singing hymn number 95, Savior of the Nations Come. Oh, 
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, thou hast given us a new revelation of thy glory, that seeing thee in the person of thy Son, we may be drawn to the love of those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Thank you. 
Lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given to death for all your sins. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given to death for all your sins. The Lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given unto death for all your sins. Take a drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of all your sins. Take a drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of all your sins. I ask you to please stand. Now may this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake.
give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. O God the Father, fountain, source of all goodness, who in loving kindness did send thine only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank thee that for his sake thou hast given us pardon and peace in the sacrament. And we beseech thee not to forsake thy children, but evermore to rule our hearts and minds by thy Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve thee. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Lord be with you. unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. You may be seated. We close our worship by singing hymn number 87, Joy to the World.
Again, a welcome to all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The announcements are in the back of the bulletin. There are a few of them this time. Uh, we have online Bible study. We'll resume not this Wednesday, but on January 4th at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're going to begin uh, studying St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. Uh, for New Year's, we will not have a New Year's Eve service. We'll have our regular Sunday service and, and also give thanks for the new year uh, on Sunday. But we'll have Bible class at 8.30, church at 10. Then our January meeting is also our uh, congregational potluck and our voters' assembly. So that's all next Sunday. I have the ladies' second Saturday brunch in there just so I wouldn't forget to put it in there before we get there because it's, things seem to go by pretty fast. Any other announcements this morning? Sorry about that. I had it set up and then I was messing around. And... Hey, it was sort of it's all right. Simple. We we probably should. I think Marty started. We should have just all just sang, "Oh, come on, you faithful," and then when you're done, it would have worked. It would have worked. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see any. Didn't see any come out. Again. Again, God's blessings to you. A very merry Christmas. Again, thank you for last night too, as well. So.